welcome back to Huck of a Book. I'm your host, Ellie Mano, age 12, and for the 61st episode of Hook of a Book, I'll be reviewing an amazing book by Elena K. Arnold, The House That Wasn't There. I love a good library book. The other day, my mom surprised me by going to the library and picking out some books for me while I was at school. Not gonna lie, I wasn't entirely sure about all her picks at first. I'm pretty big on choosing my own books. But I liked every book she got. And guess what? The house that wasn't there was one of them. I loved how it combined realistic fiction and everyday life with a touch of fantasy. Let me read you a summary of The House That Wasn't There right now. Alder isn't excited when a new girl moves in next door to him and his mother in Southern California. And he's really not excited when this girl's family chops down a walnut tree that used to sit right in between their houses, where house number 13 should be. The houses on Alder's side of the street go from 11 to 15, with no 13 in the middle. That's always been something mysterious about his street, but Alder's never really thought about it. Now the old walnut tree is just a stump. Alder isn't happy about this. He and his mom aren't inclined to be overly friendly to these tree-destroying neighbors. But when school starts up again, Alder and the new girl, Oak, are paired together on a school project. It's a strange coincidence that they both have tree names, but they don't think about it. After all, Oak is going through her own troubles. She isn't happy to be moving. And she's confused as to why the boy next door, Alder, keeps staring at her like she did something wrong. Oak doesn't want to have to make new friends. She was fine with her old ones. And she doesn't like that she and her mom have to leave her dad behind for a few weeks while they get settled in, even though he'll be joining them later. But when she and Alder start their project, they start learning to like each other. Oak finds Alder's house super interesting, especially the fact that he has a record player and some records, including one called Canary in a Coal Mine, which Alder's dad recorded before he died. Alder's learning to be okay working with Oak, too. But they can't figure out why their moms are weird about the two of them working together. And when Oak and Alder have a strange, magical experience with their two orange kitties that happen to be siblings, Walnut and Fern, in front of the old tree stump, they discover that the two of them, and their kitties, might be connected in more ways than one. With the help of an interesting book, a possum named Mort, and Walnut and Fern, Alder and Oak discover that they have so much more in common than being named after trees, and their discoveries might change their lives forever. I read this book in two days. I didn't want to put it down. I love Alder and Oak's characters and how the house that wasn't there alternates perspectives, so you get to know what each character is thinking and feeling at any given time. Elena K. Arnold, the author of A Boy Called Bat, came up with a terrific idea that captivates readers. And a funny thing? Alder has an orange cat named Fern. And I have an orange cat named Fern, who I've had for six years. That was such a cool coincidence. Let me read you a passage from the house that wasn't there right now. They passed the bus ride in uncomfortable silence. When they reached Rollingwood Drive and Faith called, See ya, tree kids! Both Oak and Alder mumbled their goodbyes. Maybe now that they were off the bus, they could talk some more about Mort, Oak thought. 
but Alder sped up, like he wasn't in the mood. Well, see ya, he said as he turned to head up the path to his front door, but Oak called, Hey, wait! Alder stopped. Hey, Oak said again. Why did you ignore me today in the cafeteria? Ignore you? Alder said. Yes, said Oak, when I called your name and waved you over to our table. How come you didn't join us? Oh, said Alder, that. Well, it's nothing personal. Whenever anyone says that, Oak answered, it's always personal. No, said Alder, it's not. It's just, I mean, it was nice of you to invite me over to sit with you and your friends, but, I mean, what? Oak felt herself growing angry, though she didn't know what she was angry about yet. Well, said Alder, I don't know exactly. I was kind of hoping someone else was going to ask me to sit with him at lunch, I guess. It's not because we were all girls, was it? Oak said. No, said Alder quickly. Then, but, I don't know, maybe it would be weird for me to sit at a table with all girls? Oak felt her face turning red, just the way her mother's face sometimes got when she was mad. Alder must have noticed because he spoke more quickly now, like his words were trying to outrun a wildfire. It's nothing personal, he said again. Oak was mad enough to spit, but she didn't let herself yell. In fact, her voice got quieter. Darla sits at a table with her Dungeons and Dragons friends and they're all boys. Is that weird? That's different, said Alder quickly. But when Oak asked, how? Alder didn't have a reason. It just is, he said. Oak turned away from him and toward her house. Want to get the kittens together this weekend? Alder called after her. Oak didn't answer. She just slammed her door behind her. I chose to read that passage to you because you get to hear about Oak and Alder and how they don't always get along like the best of friends. I loved each of their adventures throughout the book, and the house that wasn't there has many surprising twists and turns that will leave you amazed. Hey, do you know what time it is? It's time for a message for the grown-ups. Hey, adults! So, in the house that wasn't there, there's absolutely nothing inappropriate. Death is discussed, but only in a minor, kid-appropriate way. If you're searching for a good bedtime story for the whole family, this is definitely the book for you. I'd recommend The House That Wasn't There for kids ages 7 to 12, but if your kid is younger than 8, you should probably read it to them or get it on audio just because of reading level. Now, it's time for the last segment on Hook of a Book. What emotion? You know the rules. Okay, drum roll please. The emotion I felt when finishing this book was... Surprised. I was so surprised with how Elena K. Arnold planted little details throughout the story and managed to connect them together during the final pages. It was pleasantly surprising. Thank you for listening to Hook of a Book this week. If you have a book you want me to review on the show, email me at hookofabookpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send in a voice message that might be featured on a future episode. The links are in the episode description. To stay up to date with all things Hook of a Book related, you can check out Hook of a Book's Instagram. The link is in the podcast description. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, 
and keep on reading. Ellie out.